Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast, or welcome to the podcast if this is your first episode that you are tuning in for. Either way, I'm very happy to have you. I am happy to be in 2024. I personally have felt the energy shift big time. If you listened to my last podcast, then you know the end of 2023 was very challenging and rough for me, quite possibly the most chaotic heavy time that I've had in a long, long time. So the fresh energy of the new year is so welcomed. And I've just been feeling like I'm getting back into my groove, back into my healthy habits, back into my healthy routines. Although I am preparing to leave on a two and a half week international trip tomorrow. So things are not totally normal and in routine because I've been packing and preparing and getting things sorted so that I can be present and enjoy this trip, which if you're wondering where I'm going, you should follow me on Instagram because I'll be sharing all about my trip on my Instagram in real time. My Instagram handle is at Shayla Quinn. It's also linked in the show notes and I will also be vlogging my trip. However, my travel vlogs will not be coming until end of January, beginning of February. Because while I will be filming my trip, I will not be editing until I get home. And that was an intentional choice that I made because I really love vlogging and documenting my life and experiences, but I'm trying to find a happy medium between creating and also being present this year. That was something I really struggled with in years prior, and last year was one big experiment. I feel like I've shared about this before, but I'm a very all or nothing person, so I'm either in full work mode or in full life mode. And so I'm working on blending the two. And that was my happy medium, vlog the trip without any pressure, and then I'll edit the footage when I get home. Anyway, today we're talking healthy habits because even though I am preparing for a trip and I haven't totally been able to get into a regular routine that I will sustain here in New York, I have really been focusing on healthy habits and healthy routines. So I thought today that I would share 24 healthy habits with you for 2024. And I'm just gonna jump right in. First and foremost, number one, have a solid and mindful morning routine that sets you up to have an intentional and aligned day. And I actually filmed my winter morning routine for you, which will be on my YouTube channel. And that video will be going live on Sunday, January 14th. If you're listening to this podcast episode in real time, that is this upcoming Sunday. But in my opinion, there is nothing more powerful than an aligned morning routine. Having a morning routine can change the entire trajectory of your day, thus over time changing your life. I'm really big into routines and more specifically having a morning routine. And I've experimented with that a lot over the years. So I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do in the morning in order to set myself up to have a great day. But I think it's important to give yourself an opportunity to have a time of discovery, right? Where you're trying things out, exploring different rituals and practices and discovering what routines and practices serve you best. 
I think having an element of some sort of spiritual practice as well as wellness routines within your morning routine is really important. And this discovery process as well as the spirituality and self-development aspect of a solid morning routine is a lot of the work that we do in my 12-week yoga-inspired self-discovery program, The Yoga Inspired Life, because we cover different styles of meditation, different styles of breath work, journaling, self-development work, manifestation, yoga philosophy, habits, routines, etc. But try some different activities out within your morning routine. Maybe you try meditation or pranayama or breath work, or you can try journaling. And some things might stick, some things might not, but once you find the practices that make you feel your best, see how you can incorporate them within your mornings in a way that is sustainable for you, depending upon your daily schedule. Healthy habit number two is no false lighting first thing in the morning and red light an hour before bed. I'm telling you, starting your day with natural light instead of blue light that comes from LED light bulbs or fluorescent lighting is an absolute game changer, as well as using red light before bed instead of, again, false lighting, LED bulbs, fluorescent lights, screens, etc. This will really help with your circadian rhythm, and there are so many health benefits to doing this, and I've actually had two different experts on the podcast speaking on this topic. So if you are interested in learning more, it's a lot to pop into this episode, but definitely go and listen to these two episodes. The first episode was back in 2020 with light expert Andy Mant, and that is episode number seven. And the more recent episode is episode 106 with neuroscientist Dr. Sophia Axelrod. But I have been incorporating this healthy habit in my routine since 2020, and it's just made such a massive difference in my hormones, my quality of sleep, my mood, my energy levels, the benefits are endless. So go and listen to those two episodes if you want more details and information on that. Number three is a daily gratitude practice. You guys, gratitude, I've spoken about this so many times. Gratitude is the highest vibrational feeling that you can tap into. It also can shift your mood in an instant. It gets you back to the present moment. And when you focus on the good, the good gets better. What you focus on expands. Dedicate time each day to reflect on the things that you're grateful for. Doing this is going to help you shift your focus toward positive aspects in your life. And having a daily gratitude practice is not only a powerful tool to help you stay present and shift into a higher vibrational state, but it can also be used in your manifestation practice. Practice gratitude often. Spoke about gratitude in episode 15, and I also spoke about it in a more recent episode, episode 167. Healthy habit number four is mindful eating. Pay close attention to your meals. What are you nourishing your body with? And whatever you are eating doesn't make you feel good. Can you chew a little slower, savor the flavors, and cultivate gratitude for what you're nourishing your body with? And can you be as present as possible during your meals? I know that that can be challenging. For the longest time, I lived alone and was also single, so I would have a lot of my dinners by myself and sitting by myself at a table, not watching anything, eating my dinner. It just was not a vibe. So I would like to watch a show while I would eat. But even while watching something, I still made an effort to be present with what I was eating. I always make a joke when I'm eating with other people. I'm like, I'm a really slow eater, but it's because I try to take a mindful approach when I'm eating. Also touching on the, what are you eating and how is it making you feel? So oftentimes we'll eat things and they make us sick and we just kind of 
are okay with it. It's very strange. I'm guilty of it too. But maybe this year you take an approach of really getting honest with yourself about the things that you're eating and how they're making you feel. Yeah, you might get a quick hit of serotonin in the moment from eating it or a rush of adrenaline, but is it helping you feel your best? Do you get crazy bloated every time you have cauliflower? And does that make you feel good? It's like, well, if it doesn't make you feel good, then maybe don't eat it. As an example, because I feel like people might hear this and think, oh, she's talking about ice cream or pizza or whatever it is. No, there's plenty of quote unquote healthy foods that we eat that might make some of us not feel that great. So can you be more mindful about what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, and how it's making you feel. Taking a quick break from today's episode to chat to you about my new go-to night cream from my favorite clean, vegan, cruelty-free, seaweed-based skin and body care brand, Osea. The Collagen Dream Night Cream is Osea's newest product, and it is the first clinically proven night cream to reduce the effects of stress on skin. I actually started using it back in October because they sent it to me to test before they released it, and I've been using it at night, and I am absolutely obsessed with it. This night cream is inspired by psychodermatology, which is the connection between our mind and our skin. And this nighttime moisturizer goes beyond the benefits of a typical night cream, reviving dry, stressed, aging skin. It's been proven to reduce the effects of stress on skin, visibly reducing lines and wrinkles, while it hydrates, softens, and smooths skin overnight. The ingredients in this night cream are top-notch as per usual with Osea products, but the two ingredients that really drew me to incorporating this into my evening skincare routine is for one, bioretinol, which is an extract derived from blue-green microalgae. And this ingredient visibly improves lines and wrinkles without irritation and this is a big one for me because I have really sensitive skin. And then the other ingredient that really stood out to me is vegan collagen, which is a plant-derived collagen alternative that is rich in amino acids. I've never used an Osea product that I didn't love, and this one is no exception, so I know that you're going to love it too. Osea has been kind enough to extend a special discount code for you so you can try it for yourself and get 10% off. My code is YOGADREAM. That's Y-O-G-A-D-R-E-A-M, all one word yoga dream and I've also put a link to shop down in the show notes Ugh, I'm telling you it is just so good and I also have to say it smells amazing I feel like now that I've been using it in the evenings for a while the minute that I crack open the jar the smell alone just triggers my brain that it's time to wind down and de-stress Again, the code is Yoga Dream for 10% off Osea's new Collagen Dream Night Cream. Big, big, big thank you to my friends at Osea for supporting the podcast. Now let's get back into the episode. The next healthy habit is in regards to taking a digital detox. I think there is something to be said about scheduling periods throughout the day where you disconnect from screens. The truth is that we live in a very digital age, right? I personally work on my computer and on my phone and online for what feels like 24-7. So completely disconnecting is a ridiculous thing to suggest. But can you set some boundaries around when you are on your screens? Set some boundaries for technology. Can you be a little more intentional about your online activities to reduce digital distractions? Can you give yourself a limit on how much TV you watch? I personally don't watch a ton of TV and that's a habit that I've cultivated over the years because I found that I would get really sucked into watching TV and 
it would almost zap me of my energy. Again, we don't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to give up TV completely, but can you decide during what hours and for how long you're gonna give yourself and then use the rest of your time to do something that's possibly more beneficial for your health? Again, I don't subscribe to the idea that it has to be all or nothing even though that is my normal default mode. So with that being said, you know, you don't have to stop watching TV or get off social media altogether, but I feel like you can find a happy medium with doing it a little bit and then also filling your time doing other things. And touching on the red light thing at night again, which I just spoke about, can you also get off your phone at least an hour before bedtime? I think this will help immensely if you are having trouble sleeping. The light from your phone just can really mess with your circadian rhythm and it's just better to read before bed instead. Which brings me to healthy habit number six. I'm gonna challenge you to read for at least 30 minutes a day or set up a daily page goal. I know reading isn't naturally everybody's jam, but anytime I talk to someone and they're like, oh yeah, I don't really read that much, I always tell them, you just have to find the right book. You just have to find the right genre or the right author. But once you do, reading can be such an amazing way to reduce stress, which can help you relax. Reading also helps improve your concentration and memory, can help expand your vocabulary and strengthen your own personal writing abilities. And it's just a relaxing mental escape that is not scrolling on social media. So if you're not already currently a big reader, try out some different books. Give yourself an opportunity to find something that you vibe with. And I promise you, when you find the style of writing or the genre of book that you really click with, you'll really enjoy reading. Healthy habit number seven is walk more. Take short breaks during the day for mindful walking. Pay attention to each step, your surroundings, the sensations in your body. This is also known as a walking meditation, which is something that I share in the Yoga Inspired Life program as an alternative style of meditation. But mindfully walking throughout the day or even doing a morning walk or an evening walk, doing this can help you clear your mind and increase your focus. I also personally love starting the day with a walk to get things moving, gain mental clarity, get fresh air, and the natural light, again, is helpful with your body clock or circadian rhythm, as I was just talking about. It's helpful that I have a dog that also wants to go out walking, but regardless if I had a dog or not, the first thing that I would be doing in the morning is going for a walk. I think walking is oftentimes overlooked as a form of exercise, if you will, but walking is such a wonderful way of moving your body. It's a great time to explore your own neighborhood, get out in nature. I also sometimes like to use that time to call a loved one or a friend or listen to a podcast. And it's definitely easier for me to walk more now that I live in a very walkable city. But even if you live in an area where you typically drive cars over walking everywhere, make a point to go on a walk every day. I personally try to aim for 10,000 steps a day, which is really easy for me living in New York City if I'm out and about since I walk or take the subway most places. But I will admit that it can be challenging for me when I'm at home working on my computer to hit my daily steps goal. So I too have to be intentional about getting up and getting outside and getting a walk in each day. And that's part of the reason why I really like to do a long walk in the morning because I can get the majority of my steps in going on a really nice long walk in the morning. And I feel like I'm almost multitasking by getting the natural light first thing in the morning. I'm getting fresh air. I'm getting my body moving. I make it a meditative experience, starting the day with movement. It's just the best. Speaking of movement, my next 
healthy habit is a daily movement practice. This can be, again, walking, working out, yoga, Pilates, boxing, cycling, running, whatever your jam is. Find styles of movement that work best for your body and schedule, or maybe you create a blend of all of them, like me, and commit to moving your body every day. Doing this is not only good for your physical health, but also for your mental health. And I know if you're just getting started in your fitness routine, your movement practice might feel like a daunting task that you have to kind of drag yourself to, but I'm pretty confident that Once you find workouts that you enjoy, it will become more of a respite for you. I also look at my movement practice or my workouts as an opportunity for me to build my self-confidence. I feel accomplished after I do something. I feel really empowered. And the endorphins are really, really real. And again, I think once you find what works for you, it'll become less of a daunting task and more of a mentally therapeutic habit. I've also spoken about this before, but scheduling your workouts or movement ahead of time is really helpful in creating the habit. Even if later in the week I need to shift the time around, I know what I'm doing on what day, and this helps me stick with my routine. Healthy habit number nine is mindful breathing. Incorporate deep breathing breaks into your routine. This can be especially helpful during moments of stress or when you need to recenter yourself, but starting your day with even just three intentional breaths or some type of pranayama practice is so incredibly powerful. If you're not familiar with pranayama, pranayama is essentially breath work. And this is again, something that we cover in the Yoga Inspired Life program. And I feel like I've said this at least twice now, and I wasn't planning on opening the program this early in the year, but I'm starting to get the intuitive nudge that I should just go ahead and do that. Hmm. (laughs) This is so funny. I do say that I open the program on an intuitive basis and I'm quite literally having that moment right now. I'm thinking maybe, I mean, this is not a great time because I'm literally leaving the country for two and a half weeks, but you know what? We just have to trust the intuitive nudge when it comes. So I am actually thinking maybe we'll start the first cycle of 2024 in February. Yeah, I'm feeling like that could be a really good month to do that. If you've been wanting to join or waiting to join, or if you want more information about the program, head to the show notes. I'll leave a link to the program page where you can learn more about the Yoga Inspired Life program. And I will also leave a link to join the wait list. And I think in the next week or two, I will send out an email to the wait list once I sort all of this out because I've literally decided in this moment to reopen the program. But once I get it all sorted, I will email the wait list, next steps to join and more information and all of that. Wow. Love that. I love an intuitive download. All right. Anyway, back to this healthy habit. Breathing is something that I think we take for granted, right? If we're lucky, our body just kind of does it on its own. But taking time to intentionally breathe can help you get present. It also helps regulate your nervous system. And even just taking one deep intentional breath can help you feel like you're almost hitting the reset button. Speaking of deep breathing, why don't we just do one together? Take a big breath in through the nose. Big exhale out. I'm telling you, intentional breath is like medicine to the soul. So can you take some breaks during the day to take one to three intentional breaths? Can you start your day with a few mindful breaths? As you get in bed at night, can you 
take three intentional breaths. It doesn't have to be anything insanely challenging or this intricate pranayama practice. It's really just about making a habit out of connecting with your breath or your prana or your life force as it's referred to in yoga philosophy. Healthy habit number 10 is bringing mindfulness into your work. And this is something that I personally am focusing on, but seeing where you can work smarter, not harder, right? Work more mindfully rather than being stuck in that hustle and grind mentality. Can you break up your workday with short breaks to stretch, breathe, meditate, journal, or whatever else you need to do to hit the reset button? Can you prioritize your tasks in a sustainable way? Can you reach out and ask for help when you need it? The literal definition of mindfulness is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. Mindfulness is the cognitive skill usually developed through meditation of sustaining meta-awareness of the contents of one's own mind in the present moment. Mindfulness is about living in the present moment. So how can you bring mindfulness into your work? I know we might not all do work that makes us want to be present, but the mind is a time traveler and it likes to hang out in the past while also simultaneously running towards the future. And that can cause a lot of anxiety, thinking about all the things we have to do, thinking about the things that are coming up, thinking about the things that we didn't do properly, et cetera, et cetera. Can you come into the here and now and just focus on the task at hand and just do your best at the task at hand? I think moving away from multitasking also helps with this. I will be honest with you, I love multitasking. It, it really scratches an itch for me. It makes me feel like a superhero. I'm like, look at me doing all these things at one time. But it's really hard to be mindful when you are multitasking. So can you lean into single tasking? Give something, all of your energy and focus for a certain amount of time before you move on to the next thing. I think practicing mindfulness within the work that you're doing can really help enhance your focus and actually increase your productivity. Healthy habit number 11 is journaling. And I know journaling is not for everybody, but I feel like if you give it a try, you will love it. I spoke about journaling in episode 83. So if you're new to journaling, this is a great place to start, but the possibilities with your journaling practice are endless. I shared a lot of different methods of journaling in episode 83, but even just something as simple as first thing in the morning, doing a brain dump. So just writing out anything and everything that's on your mind or writing about how you're feeling, or maybe at the end of the day, you reflect on your day. You can also future journal, which I have an upcoming podcast episode all about that. If you're not familiar with that, be on the lookout. But there's just something really powerful about putting pen to paper. And to be honest with you, journaling has become such an important part of my self-development practice. It's therapeutic for me. I help myself work through challenges and issues that I'm facing. And even though I've really ebbed and flowed within my journaling practice, there have been moments in my life where I'm really heavily into it, other times where I'm pulling away from it. But as of late, it's been a practice that I've really been leaning on. And so I really want to encourage you to dive into it as well. Healthy habit number 12 is hydration. And I feel like this is on everybody's healthy habits list, but it's there for a reason because it's important. Water is the main component of the body. In fact, the adult body 
I believe is made up of about 60 to 70% water. Our bodies use water in every single one of its cells, organs, and tissues to help regulate the body's temperature and maintain other bodily functions. And I think sometimes we forget that we lose water through breathing, sweating, digestion. So it's really important to drink enough water to hydrate and replenish in order to ensure proper body function. A good rule of thumb that I have followed for years is to drink half of your body weight in ounces. I feel like I don't need to get into this. You should know. But there are so many health benefits of drinking enough water each day. Helps with fatigue, digestion, detoxification, clear and glowing skin. Can even help decrease stress. About 70 to 80% of your brain tissue is water. So when you're dehydrated, not only is your body dehydrated, but so is your mind, hence the headache. So make sure you are drinking enough water. If you hate the taste of plain water, see if you can add some lemon or lime to it. You can also drink herbal tea in addition to regular water. I also feel like I might just be a super taster, but certain waters taste funky and I am a big spring water girl. I used to love alkaline water and now I feel like I'm off it spring water all the way for me. Healthy habit number 13 is habit stacking. And now I know this might sound counterintuitive because I just went on and on and on about not multitasking, but this is not necessarily multitasking. This is about habit hacking by habit stacking. For example, I use my TheraBody LED mask, which is like red and blue light therapy, while I journal and meditate. Or maybe you stack your gratitude practice during your morning walk. Or maybe you stack an affirmations practice with every time you shower, etc. Tacking on new habits and rituals that will help you feel your best onto things that you already do will help you build new healthy habits into your daily routine. And I've spoken about this before when it comes to healthy routines and healthy habits. I also spoke about it in my episode on the book Atomic Habits, but think about things that you already do every single day without fail. Maybe write those down and then maybe on the other side of your piece of paper, you write down the habits that you want to incorporate and then see where you can integrate both lists. See how you can tack on new habits that you want to integrate onto things that you already do. Healthy habit number 14 is to keep a clean and tidy environment with energetic space to receive your desires. That's a long one. And I feel like this one's kind of two parts. First and foremost, having a clean, decluttered, tidy space looks nice and it feels nice. But secondly, in terms of manifesting, creating space in your space allows you to be open to receiving. If your schedule, life, home, energy, et cetera, is filled to the brim, you have no room to receive. I personally love to do an apartment purge. I do one seasonally, but also just in general, keeping a clean and tidy space helps me keep my energy clean and tidy. My favorite hack for this healthy habit is to clean as I go. And again, like I said, I also do a deep clean slash purge seasonally to keep things in order on the regular. And I also always make sure I clean up the kitchen after dinner. Like I never go to bed with a messy house because I just feel like waking up to a mess bleeds into the rest of my day and it becomes a vicious cycle of messiness. So if you're listening to this and you're like, well, my whole apartment's a mess and I don't even know where to get started. Maybe you start with one drawer a day or one closet a week or one room a month. Break it down into smaller steps to make it more manageable and get 
all of the corners and rooms and closets and drawers in your home organized. And then you can continue the habit on an ongoing basis by cleaning as you go. Maybe you incorporate a Sunday reset or a monthly reset where you just kind of get things back in order. But oh, I'm telling you, there's nothing better than a clean, organized, decluttered space. Healthy habit number 15 is to take time each morning to get clear about what you desire and intentionally align your energy. I've spoken about this more than a handful of times on my YouTube channel, but I can't remember if I've mentioned it on here or not to you, but I have been working on a guided journal and a new program to help you do just that. Unfortunately, everything got postponed and delayed just with everything with Penny at the end of the year. So I'm a little bit behind on that, but I'm hoping to have both of these things launched for you come spring 2024. However, in the meantime, in the morning, before you start your day, before you start giving your energy to other people, places, and things, decide how you wanna show up, decide how you wanna feel, Check in with your desires, goals, and manifestations, and then make the conscious shift to align your energy to those things. I think oftentimes we wake up, we get going, we get out, and then we let the world decide how we're going to feel that day. We let our coworkers kind of decide our energy. We let our experiences dictate how we feel and how we're going to show up. And I think we forget that we have a lot of power over how we feel, how we show up, and how our lives go. Of course, we can't control everything, but you have to focus on what you can control and what you can control is your energy. So before you dive into the day, decide how you want to feel, decide how you want to show up and decide what energy you're showing up with. Healthy habit number 16 is to set your goals seasonally. And this is something that I tried out randomly last year. And I have to say it was very, very effective. And maybe I'll do an entire episode on this. Comment on my latest Instagram post and let me know if you'd be into this. But in short, I'm assuming we've all come up with some sort of list of goals for the year. But instead of just having plain and simple 2024 goals, can you separate these goals up seasonally? And this is like essentially just breaking down your overall goals throughout the seasons to make them more manageable and to give you more of a focus and clear plan of what you're going to be pursuing. Healthy habit number 17 is to act as if. Episode 87 is all about this healthy habit, so I'm not gonna go too far into this, but I'll leave you with this. How would you show up in your life if you had everything you desired now? How would your highest self show up today? in each moment and experience you are currently facing. Think about that and then go listen to episode 87. Number 18 is regular self-care. And I know self-care has been a buzzword for quite some time. And I think a lot of us hear the word self-care and we picture a Pinterest version of self-care in a gorgeous bubble bath with a candle and music and bubbles and body washes and it's luxurious. And if you can do that, that's amazing. But there are so many different ways that you can incorporate self-care on a daily basis. Going for a walk is a form of self-care for me. Journaling is a form of self-care for me. Meditating, yoga, even my skincare is a form of self-care for me. You can create little self-care rituals out of almost anything. For example, I have a little self-care ritual with my Osea Vegas Nerve Oil. I use it every night before bed and it's become a small, probably 
less than a minute long self-care ritual, or even the Dream Collagen Night Cream from Osea. That is part of my self-care ritual. It's a product I really love. It smells amazing. It's part of my night routine, and it's part of me taking care of myself in a way that is easy but feels luxurious. Healthy habit number 19 is to prioritize sleep and rest. I think we all know why I've put those on my list. I know I personally can do a better job of that. Healthy habit number 20 is have a regular self-check-in practice. And my girlies that have gone through the Yoga Inspired Life program know all too well how powerful this is. I'm just going to leave it at that. Healthy habit number 21 is to get out of your comfort zone often. This can be trying a new hobby or learning a new skill or maybe going out on a date or taking yourself out on a solo date or connecting with a new potential friend. Getting out of your comfort zone leads to growth and growth leads to expansion. Healthy habit number 22 is engage in self-development. I'm telling you, when I started to make self-development a major part of my life in general, my life got infinitely better. I have tons of different books linked on my Amazon storefront that are self-development based that played a major role in my self-development practice. Or you can join a program like the Yoga Inspired Life program or even the one that I'm going to be coming out with in the spring. Journaling can be used as a self-development practice. I don't really care how you're doing it as long as you're doing it. There's not much that is more valuable than having a growth mindset. And I really believe that somebody who is dedicated to developing themselves and growing is a person that is unstoppable. Healthy habit number 23 is meditate. This is also something I have an entire module dedicated to in the Yoga Inspired Life program, but having a daily meditation practice can help you reduce stress and anxiety, improve your sleep, lengthen your attention span, help you get present, regulate your nervous system, among so many other benefits. Episode 32 is a great place to start if you're new to meditation, but what I'll say is if you feel intimidated by meditating because that's often something I hear. I can't meditate. I'm too anxious or I can't slow down my mind. That's the point. That's the point. If that's you, then you definitely need to meditate. (laughs) That's me. My mind is always going a million miles a minute, which is why I meditate because it helps me slow down, stop thought, get present. And it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you build. That attention and intention is a muscle that you build through meditation. Again, episode 32 is all about meditation. Healthy habit number 24, our last healthy habit, is affirmations and positive self-talk because how you speak to yourself matters. The words we speak become our belief systems about ourselves. And the belief systems that we have, whether they be uplifting or limiting, dictate how we show up in the world. These are, again, all things we dive in in the Yoga Inspired Life program, but start to pay attention to how you speak to yourself and about yourself. Awareness is the first step, right? Becoming aware of when you're speaking to yourself unkindly. And then once you become aware of it, see if you can begin to change the narrative if it's negative or limiting. Episode 91 is all about affirmations. So that's a good episode to listen to. But I think even when the negative thought pops up, acknowledging it. So if you look in the mirror and your first thought is, oh, I look disgusting. Notice that. Wow. That was really mean. And then what I like to do is find three things about myself that I'm grateful for. doesn't have to be about the way I look, even if the negative thought was about the way that I look. 
but think of three things that you're grateful for. So if the negative thought is, oh, wow, I look disgusting. I'm so grateful for my caring, loving, empathetic heart. And I'm so grateful for my strong arms. And I'm so grateful for how resilient I am. And that's where it starts. That's where the work starts when you start to change negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Catch yourself when you're speaking unkindly to yourself and then change the narrative. All right, my loves, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did find it helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram stories. I always love when you guys do that and share what you're doing while you're listening. It makes me feel like I am right there with you. Again, if you want more information about the Yoga Inspired Life program, I mean, I guess I guess we're doing it. I guess we're just jumping right in. I was not planning on thinking about this until I got back from my trip, but you know, my intuition is never wrong. So I'm going to go with my gut and say, we're going to reopen the program in February. So if you want more information about the Yoga Inspired Life program, head to the show notes, take a look at the program page. All of the information about the program is there. And if you like what you see, add yourself to the wait list via the program page, or you can find the link to join the wait list in the show notes. And as soon as I sort out dates and all of that good stuff, I will be sending an email out to the wait list. All right. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast. So every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you next week.